The following podcast is brought to you by EPN, the Encore Podcast Network. Another episode of your favorite professional wrestling podcast, this is Talk Is War, with your host, Alpha Z. Thank you for joining us tonight on this lovely episode. We, we tried to do this earlier, and we bombed it. It was, uh, it was bad. And then I lost connection, and that was kind of a that was kind of a prayer answered kind of thing. That, that was that was crazy. But um, well, we're gonna try this again. So uh, welcome, of course, wherever you may be, wherever you get your favorite podcasts. It is a lovely Tuesday. We are may not even be Tuesday where you are, but hope you're enjoying it nonetheless. And uh, joining me on tonight's frivolity is, of course, the Dark One, Hades. How are you, brother? I'm doing good, doing good. How are you? Ah, doing great, doing great. So, uh, it's been a minute since we've done an episode. Uh, We're going to be talking about the new-gen era of the WWF tonight. And uh, we are also going to be doing a penny for your thoughts, because it's been a long time since we've done that. And, uh, you know, talk about wrestling, so... Let's go to war. All right. Let's go ahead and do some fan mail here. Um, that one we were trying. Let's just try and cover that on a different episode. Because uh, I'm completely. <laughs> God. All right. So we got a piece of fan mail. Um, this one is from Queen G. From Truth or Consequences, New Mexico. Yes, that's a real place. Uh, when I, I when I actually first Truth saw that, consequences is a real place. Yeah, I, I don't, I I have no idea how it got that name. Uh, I honestly, I don't know. Like it, it's I a know real place. City but, I visit, <laughs> but it's it's a real place. But it's like the name; it doesn't sound real. I mean, it's just. Anyway, uh, Queen G. She's written into us a couple of times. Uh, Queen G says, Hello again, boys. I heard Corey Graves and Carmella are getting their own reality show. What are your thoughts? Uh, you know, it's, it's, it's cool. Uh, I'm not a real fan of, you know, reality TV, but, you know, it's, it's cool for them. We don't need another one. Yeah, I kind of agree with that. I mean, because we got Hulk Nation, ooh. which sucked. Oh, um, uh, Hogan knows best. Yeah, the one where we got to know his family a little too well. A little. Yeah. <laughs> um, Miz and Maurice, I haven't seen a single episode. It sucks too. Yeah. Uh, the Bellas, I watched it once and it made me angry. That uh, one's all right. Still sucks. I I hated it. I hated it. I I don't know what it is about the Bellas, but they're so, they're just so egotistical. It's a process I, of reality TV. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I guess so. You want you want people if to says reality TV and it's about superstars or celebrities. Guess what? You're watching a scripted show. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. 
But it's like they seem like that in the ring too. Like, and that's and that's why they're like that out in the real world. That's why. Yeah, Miz, but it's like the Miz isn't like the Miz isn't like that, and the Maurice isn't as well. I don't know. She's not really changed much, but uh, the Miz is different, and I've seen them be their real people. But the only person that I liked on that show was John Cena. He was great. You is he still see him married there? to? Uh... No, Nikki? no, actually, uh, that that didn't work out. They they jinxed it with the proposal at WrestleMania. I knew they shouldn't have done it. I knew it. Did I get uh, that right? Was it Nikki Bell or was it? No, it was Nikki. You're right. Um, so I I felt like they they jinxed it there because like as soon as John pulled out the ring and everything, I was like, uh, I don't know if that's a good idea. That's it's kind of jinxing it. You know, you're you're. On a pretty big stage, you know, it shows you're, you are investing in front of God and everybody else. You are investing this much, this much into your proposal. You are expecting so much out of this. And there's an old saying, and that is, God plans. No, 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 no. It's man plans, God laughs. And that's... How I think he jinxed it. I think he jinxed it because of it. if he didn't propose at WrestleMania, probably be different. But you know what? That's okay because things work out different and, and they're both happy in their own ways. So that's cool. Actually, I was actually watching uh, Cena's newest movie before we hopped on to this. Oh, which one? The new Fast and Furious movie. Oh, I didn't see that one. Was it good? I haven't finished it yet. And please, please tell me, does it, in the trailer, I saw it, but is it true that Vin Diesel catches a car? I haven't gotten that far in yet. Dude, I swear to God, I saw it. At least I think Oh, I saw him. it. I know, I know what scene you're talking about. I and haven't I'm gotten like, that far into just, it yet. Did he just catch a car? And then I saw it was a meme. And then I was like, yeah, okay, I'm not fucking crazy. Yes, he caught a car. Like, come on, man, that can't. They got to have some logic in that universe. Could be a light <laughs> car. I don't know. It's, it's Vin Diesel, dude. It's Vin- They've been pulling superhero shit in, this, in these series since Fast and Furious 4. Yes, yes, but I will not. I will not believe for one second that Vin Diesel caught a car horizontally. And and just held it, or I don't know if he held it. It just looked like he just kind of stopped it. But I will not believe that for a second. This this movie universe has to have some logic. They can't just throw it all in the garbage bin. <sighs> you do realize we're both superhero fans, right? Yes, but that is different because Fast and Furious, uh, they're not superheroes. What are they? They're are they even like a clique? Like what are they? They're they're, 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 they're just they're just. They're a bunch they, of people that drive fast cars and steal shit. That's what yeah, they are. Yeah, but it's like, are they, do they look at themselves and they're like, yeah, we're fast and furious. Like, what do they call themselves? Are they, They're not the honey the badgers? Family. Or, they call themselves the, oh, family. Don't give me what the fucking family stuff. <laughs> I swear to God, I heard enough of that shit. <laughs> and what was it? Um, Sonic. Yeah, they, he made a yes. he, <laughs> he made a reference in Sonic. Oh, he I made a reference in Sonic. Movie. 
I saw, like, I heard that line. Oh I heard that line and I had to pause it because I had to laugh so I, hard. I forgot his name, but the guy was freaking out and he was like, oh, oh, um, something's happening. And Sonic's like, uh, uh, don't worry, uh, guy. <laughs> I can't, I can't, I can't. I'm fucking, uh. Anyway, um, y'all can watch Sonic, Hedgeho- the uh, Sonic the Hedgehog, the movie, if you guys want Catch to Catch the second one coming about. out soon. Oh, the second one, yeah, that's cool, yeah, yeah. I'm not even a big fan of Sonic, but that, that movie was actually pretty good. I'm glad they fixed it. After after the studio got bullied on the internet. It wasn't bullied. It was criticized. And they should have realized that he looked like fucking roadkill in the in the rough draft, we'll call it that. Not the first draft, the rough draft. He looks like the meme Sonic is what he looked like. He does. The oh, what's it called? I don't know. But anyway, uh so Corey Graves and Carmella getting their own reality TV show. Um, honestly, I, I like Corey Graves. Uh, Carmella, she's she's good. Um, not really sure what the hell is going on with her right now with the whole mask thing. She comes Uh-oh. to the mask with no mask, and then she gets in the ring, and she has this odd weird bdsm mask that's yeah i don't know her. what's going on with that's it i don't weird. know if it's like a piece of protective gear that she has to wear right now it's weird and i'm just like why the fuck are they doing this like ugh. well thing the same thing happened with the undertaker we had no idea why the hell he was wearing that white mask for a minute until we until it oh, came yeah, out about yeah. his uh eye injury yeah but it, it wasn't this isn't an injury she she looks perfectly fine Maybe she got injured in a match before, and you know, maybe she has to wear it in the ring as a protection. Maybe she got a, maybe she got a nose job and just wants to protect her nose. Who knows? It's a good question. Mm. Uh, Warriors, if that was explained and we just somehow missed it, please let us know. Um, yes, please. And, uh, we have no idea. Yeah, and uh, you know what? I might give their reality TV show a watch. Um, not a fan of reality TV, but I like them both and. Yeah, I'll give it a try. I always wanted to see what Corey Graves was like on the outside. That guy's so cool. I All like right. Carmella. I could take or leave Corey. Mm. Mm. All right. And this next one, this last piece of fan mail for tonight, sent to us from Toby. No last name. Oh, and he's got the EY like Toby McGuire. And he is from Belfast, Northern Ireland. And if you guys don't know who Toby McGuire is, he is the Spider-Man. The. Okay. Toby, if you're listening to this podcast, mm-hmm. I have a mm-hmm. request. You can, if you download the Anchor app, you can send us a voice message. I am a whore for Irish accents. Send no. us a voice message for us don't to listen to. use this platform to score your hookups. Oh, because well, I'm going to fly to Belfast to hook you're up. You're not. But he could come here. He could. He could. Wait, no, that's good for you. All right, never mind. <laughs> Toby says, <laughs> hey, guys, I love the podcast. Love it when you guys talked about commentators, especially oh. my favorite segment. And he just kind of put that in the middle there. My favorite segment. With your favorite commentators aside, 
Who do you guys think are the worst? Well, speaking of Corey Graves, <laughs> God, I, what a, I uh, hated him as a commentator. I really did. My girlfriend does too, but it, it's because whenever he's heel, like whenever he's a heel commentator, I don't think he does it now, but whenever he's a heel commentator and all that, like back in the day, uh, he like he really hammed it up. Like he he was really like fucking. Oh yeah, I could do a lot better than those guys. Yeah, yeah, and all that, you know. Um, Corey, if you could do a lot better than those guys, you wouldn't be sitting in a commentator's chair. You would still be in the ring, motherfucker. <laughs> God. Well, you know, hey, uh, there's been rumors he's gonna get back in the ring soon. I can't wait I to hope see it not. happen. I really hope not. I I did you even see him wrestle? Yes. Oh, he was great. I loved him. It was great. And that cool submission hold, the, the lucky 13, shit was cool. Uh, honestly, I've been watching it recently, and I just hate it. I, I can't stand her on commentary. She's a great wrestler and all. But uh, Velvet Sky, she's been commentating for uh, NWA Power on YouTube. Yeah. Yes, it's back on YouTube. And... um. It's it's bad. She's always like, oh yeah, yeah. Oh, oh my gosh. Oh my yeah, gosh. Her, oh her, gosh. She doesn't match the excitement that is needed no. to be a commentator. And all she says is, oh my gosh, and all that. But like, don't. And, and she's obviously trying so hard to say gosh. I hate the fucking word gosh. Like I get it. You're trying to be. You're trying to you know silent out saying the lord's name in vain if you believe in him but it's like yeah isn't that weird but atheist saying him. but anyway um whenever you say gosh it's like yeah you're trying to get rid of you know the whole god thing but it's like could you say anything else but just a made-up word just gosh seriously See, look up gosh in the dictionary it doesn't mean shit no it doesn't yeah um i hate that word I think one that like I really hated, um, and I think it's simply because my dad and my uh, late uncle loved him, and I never understood why. And I can't think of his name off the top of my head. Um, that cowboy motherfucker, the really heavy set one that was on. Oh, uh, Jr. Ross. Yeah, I couldn't. I could never stand Jr. Uh, I I kind of see what you're saying. Um. JR, he's been a commentator for a good long time, like uh, 30 or 40 years, somewhere around there. He commentated for uh, Crockett Promotions back in the day. And uh, I believe, uh, of course, the WWF for a long, long time. I think he did a football commentary too, but um, did uh, work for New Japan, uh, did it for FCW. He's done a lot. Now he's with AEW. Um, you know, I, I, I get it. You know, uh, his voice can be a little, you know, uh, hard to listen to for some people. Uh, I like it, but, you know, I, I, I see what you mean. Yeah. And the thing is, it's not even his voice. I mean, I've I've dated country bumpkins with thick southern accents. <laughs> Um, 
it's it's more of the it's more of his word usage because it it always seems and it's not an accent. Yeah, it always seems like all over the place and like it's, words don't fit in certain vernaculars with it. And I'm like, Jr., what the fuck are you talking about right now? <laughs> yeah, I get it. Yeah, he he's got a lot of folksy, you know, sayings, and you know, uh, it it isn't a problem with him being country. I mean, we're country. But like, well, I'm more you are. Yeah, I I'm am, not. Yeah. But you know, it's it's not like, you know, it's it's not a problem with that. It's just it being, uh, it's just that type of vernacular. I guess, I guess that's the only way to put it. Yeah, I can remember I was sixteen or seventeen years old, and my dad, my uncle, and I were watching an episode of SmackDown and JR had said something off the cuff, like some sort of slang. And my uncle who lived in Texas and my dad who has lived in, who was born and raised in Southern Ohio. I look at them and like, what the hell did he just say? It's <laughs> funny. And they had to explain uh, to me what the hell he said. Um, I think other than that, I think um, I didn't really like Chris Jericho whenever he was doing it for AEW for a couple times. I, I can wholeheartedly agree with that. Jericho, yeah. he's just Jericho screaming. does good with his podcast, but Jericho is <laughs> like a commentator. Yeah, it's. It, it's the same issue like, I have. Get with, him and all that. Yeah, I, I just hate it. I hate it. It's like he's, it's, the thing is, it's the same issue I have with Graves. It's just like non It's nonsense every time. It makes no sense whatsoever. Yeah, it's either him like screaming and us not being able to understand him because Jericho actively has a lisp, and when he gets excited and yells, what you can't understand. Yeah, I didn't know that. He hides it when he talks normal. Hmm. You can you can hear it when he does promos and everything, and he gets like super excited. Oh, um, I thought that was just his accent. No. Hmm. All right, continue. And it's it's the same with Corey, to where like once once they get excited and start yelling, it's like non logical insanity, and it just like it doesn't lead. For good entertaining commentary because mm-hmm. like first of all commentar- commentators need to reference what's going on inside the ring in an entertain- entertaining way and they need to be mm-hmm. funny which is something neither of those two have. Well they don't always need to be funny but yeah I do see what you mean. It would help if they you know uh, entertained a little bit more. Because like and I can understand where why Jericho does what he does. He just gets excited and he he can't hide it. Mm. He, he's never like look at all the promo bashing and how he left WWE for different and, yeah. times. He yeah. doesn't know how to hide his emotions. All right. Well, uh, I think that's it for that piece of fan mail. Thank you, Toby, and uh, one of our Irish listeners. And I think that's all fan mail we have for tonight. Um, and uh, before we do this, uh, <clears throat> before we 
get on with the uh, with the rest of the show. Uh, I think we should do a penny for your thoughts. It, it, it's been a long time since we've done it. I said we would at the beginning of the show, and we need to, but we need to do it more. I, I just, you know, yeah, it, there's always that gap. In a minute, and I it think has. it's a segment that people like. So, yeah, yeah. So, what's on your mind, Hades? <laughs> I really wish Witchblader was on this for this thing that's going to oh, come God. out of my mouth. No, it's it's nothing bad. It's just like, I don't know if you, well, I, I don't think you can relate because I know how good of a relationship you and your girlfriend have. Mm-hmm. Have you ever, oh, this, I'm going to get in trouble. I'm so scared. <laughs> I can't say her name on this because I don't know if anybody knows her name. It's all right. Treasure, I'm sorry for the question I'm about to proclaim. Oh, God. Have you ever, um, with an ex specifically, thought it was the right person at the wrong time and, like, wanted to reconnect with them? Uh... Like, have you... Like, do you understand that scenario? Like, because that, that's what I'm kind of like getting into with two exes specifically at the moment to where I think it was like the right, the right person, but like just the wrong time in life. Okay. And you were asking my girl that? No, I'm asking you that if oh. she wants to pop in and ask and answer. Well she, well, she can't because she's not here, but um, I will definitely see what she says about it. This, this but, is um, why I said, I'm sorry. Uh, yes. Um, to answer your question, yes. Um, and unfortunately, I d- this doesn't go for every uh, scenario like this you find yourself in. But um, there was a time where I went back to an ex. And the thing is, that person really, really hurt me. That uh, That girl really did. Yeah, I know that. I've, and, I've heard that story. Yeah, and, you know, she betrayed me. And, you know, I left that behind. And then uh, I went back to her because she said that she wanted to make things right. And, you know, she was changed. But, you know, she just got worse. And I was... uh I was abused uh, mentally and emotionally and sometimes physically. And, you know, it's kind of hard to imagine for a lot of people uh, that the guy getting abused. A lot of people don't realize that, you know, they can be put in that position too as much as women can or anyone can. And... You know, it, it really did a number on me, and thankfully I was able to get out of that, and uh, I regretted it. I really did. Still do. I, you know, it's in the past, so. Uh, but again, that doesn't go for every situation, you know. You don't, um, things turn out different. Some people actually do change, but, you know, uh, it, I think that's just a leap of faith for you. Yeah, so 
it's been dwelling on me a lot recently, actually, to whether I don't know if it's just because of my nature or whether I actually want this person back in my life. It, it my so this this all goes back to me and my ex fiance, um, which I don't think I you guys ever got to meet. No, I don't think so. No, um, she had lost someone very close to her, uh, because of COVID, Aww. and um, she had messaged me to tell me about it, and. I don't know if it's just because of my nature, but I wholeheartedly felt like I needed to be there for her. So we got to talking and everything and um, some old feelings got brought back and I didn't really, I don't really know how to properly deal with them simply mm-hmm. because you and Switchblader know me too damn well to where you both know that it is always it's in my nature to help yeah yeah and i i don't i don't know if that's where like these emotions are coming back to where like oh i need to get back together with this person i need to like open old wounds again because they're dealing with this and they need me now. Yeah. Yeah. I know what you mean. And it sucks because I, it's a double-edged sword because I, I know that it's not good for me to do this, but I also feel like it's something I have to do. Like almost like I owe her. Yeah. Yeah. And you know, you kind of want to, uh, in a way, make up for that time you know like try and start again like and it doesn't mean like you know romantically you just want to start again as as humans as uh uh, acquaintances and i don't even know if that's healthy it can be but it just depends on if they want the same as you because like with her I was kind of in not as a severe case by any means. I will never say that. Um, I was in a similar scenario as you. I was effectively emotionally and mentally manipulated. Mm-hmm. And it took four different people to convince me to leave for one. And then it took both of my parents saying, you realize how broken you were when you were with her, right? Like you, you didn't meet you. You forced yourself into that situation. Yeah. And you felt like you couldn't get out of it to like, like it's one of those situations to where, and this 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 falls under psychological fact to where anybody can tell you you're in a bad relationship or in a bad area or a toxic environment anybody can tell you after you get out of that environment that it was good for you to get out of that environment 
Mm-hmm. But all of that is for naught unless you realize that yourself. Very well said. Like Very getting well said. getting getting out of the environment was one thing, but I still I I felt like I physically hurt myself getting out of the environment more than I more than I hurt her. Mm-hmm. Because I felt like, and, and this goes back to my past, because we, we've had the conversations about how I, I personally used to just be a horrible damn person. And that's where one of the person, one of the eight personalities comes from is that from the, me from the past has formulated itself into its own separate por- personality. Hmm. But this is why it was so hard. And this is why I'm having like struggling with this now thinking right person, wrong time was because I felt like I abandoned her and I was always the person used to getting abandoned. So I kind of vowed to never do it to somebody else. And then I did do it to somebody else and it just like hurt. (sighs) You know, your case is a lot more different than most people's, too, so. You know, I feel like there's a lot of variables that may go into this, but, you know, I think you got this. You know, you, well, you, just, gotta, you just gotta keep your mind on what you want, and, you know, if you think they want the same, too, you know, I say go for it. I don't know. I really don't. I could have gone political with this. That with this, that would have been simpler. But <laughs> no. no, I decided to go the psychological route. <laughs> no, eh, politics is always. Uh... What's sad is you know exactly what politics I would have talked about. Yeah, I do. Well, um, <laughs> not sure how to segue from that. <laughs> That's our okay. What psych what? Talk. For the penny okay, for now, now, now that, 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 that's what's on my mind. Okay. What's on your mind? Uh, I had an amazing day off last week um, on Tuesday. I, I had got... a day off too. <laughs> and so I got the whole day off and, uh, you know, I was picking up a lot of hours at you know, boost. They're giving me really good hours, man. I, I really like working there. And, um, well, I had a whole pizza made from Graziano's New York style pizza. Oh, and, yes, I know. Whole large pizza to myself, half pepperoni, half Hawaiian. Yes. We already had that discussion for about the Hawaiian pizza, the Hawaiian hey, pizza hey, controversy. Hey. I'm I'm a fan of pineapple on pizza. Oh, good, every good, Italian good. listener is cringing their ass off right now, <laughs> but I am a fan of pineapple on pizza. I do too. It's good. It's good. But um, Brandon, so I, I also like anchovies and mushrooms. So weird things on my I've pizza. I've never had isn't... anchovies. I've never had anchovies. If you get in, you don't want to get anchovies at a chain pizza place. Mm. You want to go, like, if you can find a decent, like, home-owned um, mm-hmm. pizza place. Yeah. Like a proper, yeah. like, Italian family-owned pizza place, and you can get anchovies there. I might get it now. I might get it now. Usually, well, 
they're usually like fresh out of a jar anchovies rather than like being out of the twisty can thing. But mm. they're really good. They're they're a they're kind of a salty, oily fish, but it just like they have a good mouthfeel to them. They are they're an amazing texture. Oh, okay. Okay. Well, um, I had a whole pizza to myself, half pepperoni, half uh Hawaiian. Graziano's New York style pizza. I love it. And wrestling all day. I watched uh, a lot of good matches on YouTube. I had picked out on my playlist. Uh, had one uh, Pat Patterson versus Ted DiBiase. I had um, trying to think here Hulk Hogan versus Ric Flair from like 2002 or 2001. Uh, that's the one where Steve Austin came in at the end. It was so cool. Um, from Beyond Wrestling. Yeah, I think so. From uh, Beyond Wrestling, uh, Timothy Thatcher versus Simon Grimm. Oh, and... how was that? Oh, it was great. It was great. I always liked Simon Grimm, and I didn't know Timothy Thatcher was in Beyond Wrestling, but it was it was great. It was See, great. I highly recommend it. Thatcher. Yeah, I love him. Love him. And um, uh, one from NXT, it was uh, an old match, uh, Finn Balor versus uh, Shinsuke Nakamura. It's a great one. And... Um, I think uh, I saw the uh, Survivor Series one, uh, Brock Lesnar versus Daniel Bryan. That one was great. And uh, that's all I can think of. But it, it was truly a day off. A whole pizza to myself, man, and just some fine wrestling. It was great. Before we, before we get into the next thing, I have another topic. Okay. What do you think main event is going to be at Mania now that we can't have a WWE championship match because Lashley is injured? Uh, well, I, I think the plan is the – I think it's the um, – oh, Brock's the champion now, isn't he? Did Brock win it back from Lashley already? Because I didn't see that. Oh, uh that's what happened at Elimination Chamber. Uh, so Lashley was uh, injured or whatever, I believe. And um, they had to vacate it. And they uh, put them in the Elimination Chamber. And um, I'm pretty sure that's how that's how it went. But basically Brock won it back. And uh, now they're going to unify the titles at... Um, well, I think that's what they're going to do. Uh, they're going to unify the titles at, um, what's it called? Uh, WrestleMania. So it's Roman Reigns versus Brock Lesnar again. Okay, but, that's um, that's that's what I expected at Mania. Was yeah, yeah. I, I kind of saw it panning out. Like, at first, I was like, man, I, I feel like they're going to keep this whole thing going. I feel like they're just going to keep it going. And they're great. They're money. But it's like... You know, unification, it, it's, I feel like that, that should have been later. Like, it should have been for something, like, in the future. Like, I, I don't know. I just feel like it's been too much of a common thing this, this past 10 years. We've seen seen a couple title unifications, and I feel like it just kind of takes away the magic if they do it again so quickly. But that's just my two cents. But, um, yeah, so I guess that's the plan. Well, I'm still amazed they haven't unified the women's championships yet. Uh, they 
did at that one mania, but it didn't last long. I'm surprised they haven't done it again either, honestly. But uh, Warriors, tell us what's on your mind, of course. And uh, send us an email, TIWBaby at gmail.com. And we're going to be talking about the new gen era right after the break. Do not go anywhere, Warriors. We will be right back after these words. Do you have a favorite movie? Well, of course you do. Some of my favorite movies include, well, actually, I'm not going to tell you about them on here. I'm going to tell you about them on my upcoming podcast brought to you by EPN Alpha Flicks. In this podcast, I, Alpha Z, will be reviewing, critiquing, and dissecting various movies throughout the course of cinematic history. And what are some of these movies I might be reviewing, you might ask? Well, some of them include Rango, The Princess Bride, Spider-Man, The SpongeBob Movie, Skyfall, Super Size Me, and many more. You can catch this anywhere you get your favorite podcasts, and this will be brought to you by the Encore Podcast Network. Maybe some of these movies are some that you have seen, some that you've always found enjoyable, or maybe it's something you haven't seen. Maybe it's something that you haven't got around to watching. Whatever the case may be, head over to where you get your favorite podcasts and keep an eye out for Alpha Flicks. If you're a movie lover, a podcast lover, a lover of any lover, you'll love it all the same. So, tune in to Alpha Flicks, coming very, very soon here on EPN. Before we do anything else, I actually left out a piece of fan mail. I, uh, okay. we should do this. Um, this one, our last piece of fan mail, I swear, is from Bailey from EBCV. That is the Extreme Bailey Chandler Variety. Heavily suggest you guys check them out. Dear Talk is War. I recently went back to watch an indie promotion called All-Star Wrestling ASW West Virginia. Their recent show had Eric Rowan, Chris Masters, Heath Slater, Tommy Wildfire Rich, and Heath Slater was out in Lincoln County, West Virginia Sticks. Oh, okay. Okay, oh, sorry. I got, I, he was just out in the Lincoln County, West Virginia Sticks. Okay. Um, but my question to all of whom is involved in this podcast is have you been to an ASW event before? Do you know who Tommy Wildfire Rich is? And do you do you love the song Words to Me by Sugar Ray? Uh I'm I'm not sure if I've heard that song before, but um No, no, hate Sugar Ray. I I've never heard of Sugar Ray. But anyway, um <coughs> sorry. Uh, I have not been to an ASW event before. I've always wanted to, though. I just can't really find the time to ever make it to one. But uh, you know what? I want to, and I will. It's just always so far away from me. But I guess I'm going to have to figure out something. Anyway, um, I don't think you have, have you? No. Mm. <coughs> sorry. And uh, let's see. Plus, you know, you you have plenty of Ohio promotions and, you know, whatnot. I'm sure you've been to somewhere, somewhere else. Um, oh, I've been to indie local state promotions. I've never, I've just never been to an ASW. Yeah, me either. I've always wanted to, though. They're awesome. They're the, uh, 
largest promotion or actually one of the largest promotions in the state and in the top three of the most famous wrestling promotions in West Virginia. Uh, let's see. Eric Rowan was there. That's awesome. Uh, do I know who Tommy, uh, Tommy Rich is? Uh, yeah. Love Tommy Rich. Legend. Um, let's see. His matches are kind of hard to find, though. But yeah, I like him. And yeah, I think that's all. Um, anything to say about that, Hades? I have no idea who uh, Tommy Rich is. Um, um, well, he was kind of a legend back then. He was more uh, 80s uh, NWA, uh, maybe in the 70s. And um, he also had some kind of connection to ECW. Uh, not really sure how, but uh, I, I heard he did. Anyway, uh, thank you, Bailey, for sending in a lovely piece of fan mail. It's, and uh, like I said before, guys, if you want to be like Bailey and get featured on this show, that is TIWBayBay at gmail.com. We will feature you, I swear. And Hades, it's time, brother. You know what time it is. Right? Time to go to war? Well, we're already in war. Well, yeesh. You know, with the current events going on, that's not really appropriate, is it? <laughs> no, that's not good. <laughs> Uh, you know what? Uh, actually, there is something I want to say about that. Actually, um, uh, careful about the Ukraine and Russia thing. Um, on behalf of this conflict, um, and all that, on uh, behalf of this, uh, I would like to comment for all of talk is war, and I would just like to say that uh, we stand with Ukraine, and uh, oh, absolutely, we do. Uh, My heart goes to the Ukrainian people. There's a lot of people in Russia that, uh, you know, uh, do not want this war. And they certainly do not deserve it. Oh, a lot of Russian citizens don't. Yeah. Like, they're, yeah. they're not for this at all. No, they're not. There's millions protesting. But, um, you know, and there's assholes that want this war course there is because war makes you know all the people I mean, in governments fat and happy you know that's how they make their money but um with this whole thing we wish for peace and we hope for it and to our listeners in uh, Russia who do not want this war and who have had all these uh, insane things happen in the past uh, God knows it's been a week, right? Two now. Uh, yeah, it's been it's been crazy. You know, it hasn't it's felt like a hundred days. It's felt like a year. You know, but um, well, we would just like to wish for safety, uh, for you know, on both sides, and uh, well, uh, you guys should do the same. Uh, you know, uh, I mean the warriors, um. You guys should hope for peace, too, you know, because it's, it's a pretty scary thing. Uh, a lot of things have been happening, too. They, they uh, Banks and stores are closed, you know. Um, there's a uh, currency is like like barely even shit now. The, the stock market dropped to like over half. Like it's, it's nearly depleted now. 
uh, rushes, I mean, and you know, it's 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 incredible to see like they can take away things like the internet and uh, fuel and all these things because of war. And it's important that we remember that the th- these things are fragile and they may not seem like it, but we shouldn't take those things for granted. And we should be thankful for what we have. Agreed. <sighs> All right. Um, <sighs> that was, that was good. Anyway, um, so we are going to be talking about the new gen era now. And if you guys are unfamiliar with the new gen era of the WWF is, uh, it was the period of time between uh, the Hulkamania era or the golden era, as most people call it. Uh, That was when it was all cartoony and crazy. Um, And then... uh, It's in between that and the Attitude Era. Uh, So that would be 1993 to 1997, if the years add up right. Yeah. So the New Gen Era was called the New Gen Era because they wanted to usher in uh, a new generation. They wanted to give the spotlight to people that normally didn't get it before. They They wanted to change from how things were in the 80s they wanted to abandon all those tropes in the 80s that they did you know the where they're like superheroes you know and the russians are the bad guys and the and you know america's the good guys and you know all that stuff and you know the cartoonish style you know so they wanted to shy away from that and stop giving the spotlight to bigger guys like Hulk and Andre and whatnot. So they wanted to give it to lighter people. They wanted to give it to people that were not exactly big, but they could still perform and work their ass off. And that was people like Bret Hart and Shawn Michaels, Triple H, uh, trying to think here, Scott Hall, uh, or, you know, Razor Ramon. And, um, trying to think here all these uh different people i can't think of anyone else right the, right off the top of my head for that for examples but um you know that's when they wanted to bring in a new generation to the spotlight so well 1993 to 1997 man that that was certainly it doesn't actually seem like a lot of years it's only like 4 or 5 years Math, if my math serves right, uh, I'm I'm no calculus major. What'd you say? Four. Yeah, yeah, you know. Um. So it it doesn't really seem like that much time, but it was just a era that was so important, not only to uh, the WWF but also to professional wrestling. It was it was a key. It was a key to uh, a lot of what is happening right now. It's it's a part of history, you know. It's it's if you took it away from the equation, there just simply wouldn't be. There probably wouldn't even be a WWF or a oh, WWE. No. There wouldn't. 
So, uh, let's They're talk about it, man. ECW, but what'd you say? There'd probably still be an ECW. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. So the new gen era. Uh, you had a lot of people that were uh just starting out. It was like a precursor to them being a much bigger star in the future in the Attitude Era or the uh the even the Ruthless Aggression Era until they were made Hall of Famers in a lot of cases. Um, so a lot of people in it that were, you know, they were just getting started. Um, there's someone you can think of, huh? Triple H and Shawn Michaels are probably the two biggest names that yeah. you could think of because Triple H wasn't even Triple H back then. He was still going by Hunter. Yeah, yeah, Hunter Hearst Helmsley, yeah. Um, yeah, he was uh, just starting out then. Um, Shawn Michaels, uh, he was getting a push then, but that's the only time he really got a push because uh, in the golden era, he was uh, part of the Rockers with uh, Marty Jannetty. He was a tag team guy, so you didn't really see him with the singles title. <laughs> Timeline um, might be off, but uh, but simply be just because I met their manager this past Saturday and he was one of the coolest wrestling yes. characters I've ever oh my met. God, yes, yes, go ahead, please, please. Um, I totally forgot about this. I think the time period's off, to be completely honest with you. But the Road Warriors are ones that come to mind for that general time period. And the only reason I mention them is because I got to meet Paul Ellering. Yes. Oh, man. Legendary, man. I- I'm so what jealous, a rush. Man. <laughs> that's awesome, man. He uh, put that on the autograph. That's awesome, man. That is so cool. I can't believe you got to meet him, too. I totally forgot he was coming around. That's so cool. I spent um, $30 to get an autograph and a picture. <laughs> it's worth it, worth though, it. man. <laughs> All Ellering. So, um, you know, I'm not exactly sure if that lines up with it. Um I'm I'm not sure, but you it's know I, that... it's either it's either got to be new gen or really early attitude for them. I think they came in at uh, the new gen. Yeah, yeah, I think they came in at new gen because that was after Japan, and uh, yeah, then they, yeah, yeah, because then they were at um, SummerSlam that year. Yeah, okay, so they were there for a little bit uh, during the new gen era. Uh, they made a short reprise kind of revival kind of thing in uh, the Attitude Era. Uh, and then, you know, one of them passed away. And then in the Ruthless Aggression Era, they uh, brought in Heidenreich to fill in. and uh, you know, Which what? didn't work. No. And it wasn't the same. You know, it, it, was, it was kind of strange. But uh, and... I digress. But um, not only that, but uh, it was also... I'm trying to think here. Uh, oh, D'Lo Brown. Love him. Oh, uh, that's a name I haven't heard in a while. Yeah. Uh, he was just starting out then. Uh, I forget what he went by. Uh, he was kind of a jobber then, but then he started coming around more, and then it started picking up, and then he was D'Lo Brown. And then uh, he gained I more fame. I forgot about him being a jobber, too. Yes, I forgot his... I forgot what... It was like AC Corner or something like that. Yeah, or AC, yeah. Oh, 
hang on, let me look it up. Or Connor or Corner, something like that. It was AC something, and like I think nobody really remembers him as a jobber. A lot of people just remember him as like being there, though. Yeah, yeah, and oh, okay, it was it was AC Corner, so. Um, he was it back then, but, um, you know, he, he gained more fame. He became, uh, what was it? He was, um, in the, uh, what was the rocks thing? The nation of domination. He was in that. Yeah. Um, I forgot what he went by, but, uh, D'Lo was in that. I think he just D'Lo, if I'm right, just D'Lo Brown. Yeah. I don't um, think he, I don't think he, he didn't use, it was Farouk. Oh, ring name. Yeah, it was uh, for Farouk. It was Farouk, uh, comma. It was like comma Mufasa or comma Mustafa, something like that. I think um, it was comma Mustafa. And that was uh, the Godfather. Um, trying to think here. Uh, the Rock, of course. And then, yeah, then, yeah, it was just D'Lo. So D'Lo, um, he was great. Uh, he's always been a great wrestler, and um, trying to think, you know, he was just always entertaining. He he always kept, you know, some personality, and he he always kept that athleticism whenever he just aged with it. You know, whenever he was, he whenever he went from the new gen era and he went to the attitude era, he was the same but better, and then. We saw him for a little bit in the Ruthless Aggression era. And then, you know, that's when he retired, at least from the WWE. And then he went to Impact, and he was part of Aces and Eights. And he was good then. He was a little older, obviously. But, you know, he still kept it. He was He's always been good. I've always loved D'Lo. I wonder what he looks like now. Uh, he's aged pretty well. Pretty well. Uh, I mean, if you look at him, you can tell he's older. But he is not. He does not look his age at all. He's he every bit. He's every bit in his forties. He has mm. to be, or older. Let me look it up. Um, because hell, how old is Rock? That's a good question too. Hang on, let me look up D'Lo. D'Lo was. He's fifty-one. No fucking way. See, I told you he doesn't look his age. And The Rock is 49. Wait a minute. That I can believe. 49? Damn. He's just like wine, man. He's, he, I swear, he's been the same age for like 10 years. But um, anyway. <laughs> so, the picture, thing with... Um, picture the just th- popped into my head. <laughs> <laughs> Have you ever seen the photo of him in like... His senior year of high school in yes, the turtleneck. Yes, I saw it. Where he, he recreated he looked, it. He looked like a 40-year-old man then. Yes, and then he recreated he recreated all of his famous photos. They're great. Um oh my god. And people were convinced he was a he was a uh, undercover cop too, because he by the time he was a senior or whatever, he was like six three and he was, you know, fucking athletic. So he was, you know, really built. So he looked twice his age. So. He was a big ass Samoan football player. Yeah, he was. So, um, anyway, 
uh, The Rock. He was also starting in the New yeah. Gen era. Yeah, that was that his led thing. Into that. Yeah, um, Gold Dust. He was another. China, um, I think. China. I don't know. Not the. Uh, eh. I think she was more attitude era. I don't remember seeing her back then. I don't know. I, I think don't... she. She might have been in Japan before. Yeah, yeah, she was. Yeah, that's right. She was in Japan during the early 90s, if I'm right. And then she uh, transitioned to the WWF uh, whenever the Attitude Era was around. If I'm right, I'm right. I always forgot she was in Japan. (sighs) Yeah, she went back afterwards. Um, And if I'm right, she squared off with uh, Jushin Thunder Liger before. Pretty uh, sure that's where the movie was made. I think so. I think so. But anyway, um, new gen era, uh, some more people, some more uh, notable things that happened in that era. Um, we saw The Undertaker uh, take off with popularity. Uh, who else? Who else? Didn't new we see gen- Baby Brother come into play too? Uh, yeah, the K- uh, Kane. I think that was right around 97. Yeah, that was towards the end. I thought end. it was that 96. Was, it, it, 96 or 97. It was close. Um, 96 or 97. I can't remember. It was bad blood. Um, it was the Hell in a Cell match. He was in it with uh, Shawn Michaels. Um, yeah, I think it might have been 97 or 96. And yes, Warriors, I did call I did call Kane the Undertaker's baby brother because that will forever be my favorite tag team. Yeah, and he is. He's the younger brother. That, that's that's the thing. Um, so with that, I think, yeah, it was. I think it, it might have been nineteen ninety six. I really don't remember. But um, yeah, he was he was uh got well, his, neither of us would have existed yet. He got more of his uh popularity in the Attitude Era, but he started in the new gen era you know he was starting to get his persona uh you know what he wanted it to be so with that uh the ringmaster was around or um you know stone cold steve austin uh he was getting his start in the new gen era uh scoring off with people like savio vega and uh when he had that feud with uh ted dibiase and uh, then he won the King of the Ring, and you know the rest of the history. So and... the, the best way to describe New Gen is if you take all the superstars that you knew and loved from Attitude Era, they were babies in the New Gen era. Pretty much, pretty much. Also, people like um, Mark Marrow who really changed it up whenever he transitioned to the Attitude Era. Because before that, he was, um, oh, what was he? It was, um... He was some weird character. What Wild was Man, that? Mark Merrill, yeah. I think. Or something like that. He, he was basically just wild, you know, like that. Yeah, so, he, he was a copycat of sorts. Yeah, yeah, but he was great. I love Mark Merrill. And he really changed it up when he got to... I love um, Mark Marrow from Attitude Era. Yeah. Yeah, he really changed it up when he got there. And uh, he was doing his thing with, uh, uh, I think it was Sable. And... Um, oh, God. Yeah. But, um, you know, he was just doing his thing. 
and um, it was, uh, you know, beneficial for him to do that because, you know, he was more successful then. But, you know, that's that's the kind of thing that happens. It's, uh, you know, you transition and you become more successful whenever you adapt. So, Warriors, tell us your favorite from the new gen era. Send us an email at TIWBayBay at gmail.com. And uh, that's all we have for today. So, from Alpha Z. And Hades. We will see you next time on Talk is War. 